0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. For all, for all NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Nat and Justin. What up, y'all? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast, and we're back. It's Nat and Justin. We're here to bring the vibes, and the vibes are needed, they've been missing. So, Jordan helped us get those vibes. Let's start with him. He was the story of the night, right? Versus the Raptors. He went off, carried the team. This is what he gets paid to do. This is what we expect him to do. We know he's capable of doing this. So, it was a welcome sight to see Jordan doing his thing. Yes, I get it. It was the Raptors, and they've been on a downturn anyway. So, this is a game they should have won and needed to win. But That's what you need to do. You need to just start winning the games you're supposed to win, right, and can win without Steph. So, Mm yeah, great, great win. A lot of excitement I saw on the TL. So, um, yeah. How did you enjoy the game, Justin?
1: Yeah, it was a good, great effort from them. They established early on their, like, defensive identity. You know, like you said, it is the Raptors, and the Raptors kind of struggle with being able to hit shots outside and stuff like that but i think they came out with the right intensity um pascal tried his best to kind of carry the raptors offensively with some of his shot making but um they they held steady i think the raptors end up shooting under 40 percent or something on the game Mm -hmm. so they did what they were supposed to do in the defensive end and jordan was just steady throughout the entire game um he was showing that he could be that four level score that he's shown that he could be you know like last year
0: four level score wait a minute four what's level. the fourth level
1: the free throw line the free throw line so yeah <laughs> so he he's hitting threes he was getting to the basket hitting middies and when he got fouled he hit his free throws like that's the fourth level right that's there.
0: the one level <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> that's a justin so,
0: invention or that's a real thing
1: i mean i've never heard anybody else say it but Okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody else said it before, but
0: because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, did I miss something? Like, uh oh my like that I miss something. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I like your so, four-level scores. That's what we're rocking with.
1: Yeah, yeah. He but gotta then by be that, that
0: definition, like Ron isn't a four-level scorer.
1: <laughs> right, right. The free throws is has been his kind of downfall in that in that regard for the majority of his career. Correct. Um, yeah. So yeah, Jordan was that he. I want to say he hit like six threes or something like that. He could have got fifty. Um, he like his last two or three shots kind of rimmed out when he was trying to get fifty. But um, I said before the season started that him, Steph, and Clay were going to have multiple forty-point games individually. Um, and they're all. I think Steph is at three, and him and Clay are both at one at this point. So I think they'll both they him and Clay are both get
0: together up. though while they're on the court. Even if it's just two of them, I can't expect three to have those kind of games. But even if yeah. it's not, like, 40-point games, like, you know, one with the 40, one with, like, a, you know, 30, and then maybe the other with the, like... I just want a game where all three of them, like, kind of do their thing. And mm-hmm. I don't... Have we had one like that yet this season?
1: This season, I got to go check the box scores, but I don't think so. Um It's just tough because they're all rhythm players, you know what I mean? Especially Clay at this point in his career. He's not a guy who can typically go from cold to hot um, as much as he used to be able to. Um, but yeah, it's just tough. Cause you know, when one of them's out, then it allows the other two guys to get the amount of shots and the rhythm and the touches that they need to really get going. Um, Steph is going to get going like regardless, even unless he's just like out of it, you know, he has those games where he's just kind of like letting other guys do their thing. But I think Jordan and clay are definitely more dependent on touches to be their, the best version of themselves. And I, uh, mm-hmm it's just going to be tough for them to all have a game where they combine for like 80 together. You know what I mean? So maybe it's coming if, you know, it's just one of those nights where they all got it going. Like against last year against Milwaukee, I think Steph, I mean, not Steph, Clay and Jordan really had it going and Steph kind of took a backseat, but I don't know. It's just, it's just tough to get three guys on that type of heater for them to do that. But,
0: well, Milwaukee last year, mil Milwaukee, same like this year, where they were really focused on trying to stop Steph. So he just like let his mm-hmm. teammates cook.
1: Yeah, but yeah. the thing is,
0: they weren't cooking this game, Lissier. I think. <laughs> right,
1: that was literally it. That's the difference between this year's game and last year's game. Uh, and maybe when they play in San Francisco, they'll have like one of those games where all where those two are picking up the slack. But
0: uh. look, it was definitely nice to get a road you and we'll talk a little bit about their next two upcoming games on the road but i really feel like they should win one of those two games the knicks have been on a run like they you know they've been playing well nets too yes but Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i think i saw a stat it was like it's the first time in like however many years that both the knicks and nets are on a six game winning streak at the same time so i mean
0: but like the nets like they have at least two like stars right and it's the second night of the back-to-back so that's like advantage to me already nets and
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I don't know if Kerr's gonna play Clay he should I feel like during this time with Steph out there should not be any like I'm not playing you on back-to-backs but also because they're gonna have a few days before the Christmas game I feel like you can just play him because there's gonna be like three days to rest you know, before Christmas, and then hopefully you're getting Andrew back anyway, so that would be, like, a jolt. So I'm hoping he plays Clay both games, but I don't know. So that's why I'm saying, like, they need to be able to win one of those games, so I'm going to say, like, the next game. You know, like, they're, I would still mm-hmm. say they're the inferior team.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would definitely go for that game more. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the goal should be to split the games, but if you can win both, that would be great. I'm trying to see if nope the nets do not have a game before they play the warriors so they will be having today tomorrow off so they have two they have two days of wrestling.
0: yeah like yeah so
1: definitely advantage to them as far as energy level going into that game but we'll see i mean draymond gets up for playing against KD, so we'll see
0: young uh, legs and, and kaminga
1: Right, right. This is a game coming can really make an impact because he's gonna have to guard Katie. He's, he might have to guard Kyrie at some point too. Um
0: He gotta be careful of that swipe through because you know KD gonna try to get him with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just use his use his body, not as, not necessarily his hands. Make sure his hands are up because KD has a high release. Um, you know, try to crowd him up and stuff like that. So it's gonna be an interesting game for sure. If they beat the Knicks down, like and just blow him out, and it might be, you know a game where they just like, all right, we're going to have enough energy to play against the Nets. So hopefully that's what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, it would be great if they could get that and get back to 500, but then if they lose the next day, they'd go back a game under 500. I'm just hoping like, look, this home stretch is coming up at a good time because they should all just play better at home. So hopefully that can at least help them hover or stay near or around 500 with stuff out. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I know Steph's going to be reevaluated in two weeks, but Shams was saying that they're expecting like a month. And I know like this injury is like four to six weeks, depending. So I sort of feel like if they're hovering around 500 or can get a little bit over, it may be like a little over four weeks, you know, like closer to six weeks. But like if they're really struggling, it might be like, all right, four weeks, you know, so um, obviously I want Steph to be well and to be better, but for my own selfish reasons, I want him at least back within those four weeks because like, sure. this is like when I'm making my trip to the Bay and it's not even just about like, Oh, cause I mean, I've seen Steph play. It's just that like, you know, I'm going to have the opportunity to do a post game and like go ask questions. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? So
1: mm-hmm.
0: going by your 24 day timeline, which did you do that before Shams reporting about the 30 days or you had already known about that and still said like 24 days?
1: Um, I want to say it was, uh, I want to say after. after. Yeah. I was just thinking, yeah, I was just thinking four weeks in my mind. And I think Shams might've uh, just confirmed, confirmed that, but yeah, I was just thinking what's a month, what's a month ahead from when he actually got injured and that's around that, that time where a, Back yeah, so that w- I think
0: like you said, like 24 days, that would put him back for the Orlando game. So my hope was like, maybe he could like come back for that son's game. Um mm-hmm. Cause you think they're probably going to want to try to like, if possible, play him at home a little bit before going on the road.
1: Yeah. That's my, that was my thought.
0: Well, I hope you're right, Justin. Um Same. I really hope you're right. Um, Because I really would like the opportunity, obviously, to watch stuff play, but also to like, who knows? I may not even get to ask him a question, but I just want to like be, you know, like mm-hmm. in that environment and seeing it. And so I'm hoping that he just, you know, has like some kind of speedy, quick recovery, which is possible, you know? So anyway, yeah, like reevaluated
1: in two weeks. So right. they can say, yeah, they can say, oh, he's good. We only got another week and a half before, you know? So we'll see.
0: Yes, I'm a little all over the place because like we haven't talked in a while because we didn't record after the Philly game. Right. Um, And the last time we recorded, we knew about Steph's injury because it happened that game, but we were sort of just speculating and we have more information about that. And then we got a win last night. So we have to like dig into some of this stuff. Like we just kind of scratching the surface level, but we got a lot to, to, to discuss. So I'm a little curious. Okay, last night's game was good. Um, Fans were not pleased that Ty Jerome... And we know why Ty Jerome has to play, right? Like, I suppose they need another ball handler. Um, That's what you told me. That's what people like Justin tell me. And he's very smart, so I listen to Justin. But... um, (laughs) um, But people... The the TL the fans Dub Nation they were not pleased that Ty Jerome and the combination of Anthony Lamb those two were getting minutes over um, Jonathan Kaminga um, and so what were, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, um, like you said, Ty Jerome just provides some more ball handling, so they they kind of need to play him just for the point guard duties and just bringing the ball up the court and stuff like that. He doesn't make. A lot of mistakes with the ball, like turning it over. <clears throat> so they can rely on him when Steph's out to provide. I
0: didn't like that hand. three he shot. What game was that in Philly to end the quarter? Like, he, do you remember? Did you, I don't, was it the half or the, I don't remember what it was, yeah. but it was about to be the end of the quarter. And they were like trying to get something. And they had like, I think almost like the full shot clock. And I'm just watching him dribble and dribble. I'm like, <laughs> I know this fucking clown is going to take the shot. And he took it, and he bricked it. I'm like, I knew this fucker was going to shoot this shot. (laughs) That's what I tweeted.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the two-way guys kind of get ahead of themselves with the shot selection sometimes. Um,
0: Like, who do they think they are? uh, Like, I remember times, like, Kerr getting on stuff about his shots, and these fucking guys come in the game. Like, (laughs) what is going on?
1: (laughs) Yeah, they are not trigger happy at all, which has kind of been the opposite of the role players that the Warriors have employed over the years. Uh yeah. So Ty, <laughs> Ty, he plays to to provide that. And then Lamb, I mean, it's just the same story with Lamb all the time, like quote unquote bigger body, but he really can't guard bigs. Like Toronto, he just looks small against Toronto and Philly. So him playing over Kaminga. Sometimes doesn't make sense. But Kaminga last night, he kind of reverted back to like being a little bit too jump shot happy, I think. Um, he settled for a lot of mid-range pull-ups when he could have really enforced his will at the rim a little bit more. He had one drive on Chris Boucher where he just went hard left and Chris Boucher was just kind of too too thin for him. So he just turned the corner on him and went straight up and kind of body through him and got the tough layup. And he could have did that all night if he wanted to, but he kind of settled a little bit. So like, I think that's, that's why Kerr didn't in
0: In-game teachable moment? Like, isn't that just like yeah. a pull over and say something to him? Does it always have to be, I'm going to bench you? Like, what the fuck? I see that trigger-happy idiot. Sorry. I see that trigger-happy player. Shoot. I see Lamb fucking up all over the court. Last game, I was like, get this guy off my fucking team. Right? Like, he was making mm. all kinds of mistakes. He's not benched. Why does Kaminga always have to be benched?
1: That's a good question. That's, you know, Steve Kerr he i guess he's doing his little his best phil jackson type of Shit
0: is impression annoying. where he has to
1: he tries and to do horny. play mental games with the players uh so i'm assuming that's what it is same thing with moody like for some reason he tried to make it seem like moody is just like this mistake maker yeah um <laughs> and he
0: was like and the turnovers I'm- like bro
1: he doesn't turn over any more or less than any of the exactly
0: do you know what team we have like right
1: right and moody played well again he didn't necessarily like he's and this is kind of what i feared with moody where the you put too much of a locket on his game so now he's just doing strictly role player stuff right which is cool but you want to see especially a lottery pick you want to see him go out there and make some plays that other guys don't typically make like being able to score and you know make plays like jonathan's going out there and he's kind of found his niche within his role but he'll also provide some things that they need that are just dynamic stuff that other guys on the team can't do i think moody can be that type of shot maker for them um just offensive player like attacking close out and making a play off the dribble i mean he averaged 30 plus in the g league for a reason he can score like that's his that's his thing so um i'd like to see moody get his confidence back a little bit more in his offensive game and they let him explore that some more uh, but if he's doing the role player things, which he's been doing, playing defense, playing hard, going after rebounds, even if they're not in his area, creating more opportunities for his team, uh, then he should get more minutes and he should get a, a longer rope. So hopefully that's what's coming. But we'll sure.
0: see. Moody be out there hustling. And right that's the only, look, there's never a great thing for Steph to be out and injured. But this is what I see as the positives, that these guys are going to be forced to get minutes and hopefully mm-hmm. can cement you know, permanent spots in the rotation. Um, I mean, I know Kaminga's going to have one, but I would like to see Moody, even if he's like a 10th guy, like, you know, I would just like to see him or someone like, maybe they're struggling, can't get a little offense and curves. Like, you know what? Let's try Moody and feel comfortable enough to like put him out there. So Mm -hmm. that's my hope for him. But you know what? Let's break right here. We have more to get into. Um, And the vibes are back. The vibes are back. Even if it's just for one game or one episode, the vibes are back today, right?
1: <laughs> yep. It's kind of like a, that theme. We're going back and forth, good to bad, good to back, bad. Back,
0: back, back and forth. You know that song? That's a Leah. That was of a little course. before your time. Oh, you know? Come
1: on now. I know that song. <laughs> What's going on?
0: That's crazy. I'm wild, disrespectful. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's crazy. Come on. I don't
0: even know what you youngins know. All right. Y'all, we'll be right back. It's Golden Faces. Stay tuned.
1: For all all NBA Warriors You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Nat and Justin
0: What up? It's Golden Spaces With Justin and Nat We're back It's an Odyssey original podcast y'all Yeah let's get it it's vibes over here. We're to the <laughs> holidays. We about to be back to five hundred. You know we're golden. We're gonna yo just sit, speak it into existence. Speak it yeah. into existence. We all knew Jordan could do this. He's giving us some life again. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going.
1: Yeah. Shout out to JP. I put out that tweet. What did I say? I said, JP has been bad this season. Ever since then,
0: ever since I don't want to jinx
1: it. I don't want to jinx it, but ever since then, he's been he been taking care of his business. So,
0: I'm not gonna lie, when I don't always get to watch the games live, they sometimes Uh-oh. tend to play well. And Uh-oh. I'm
1: like,
0: listen, am I a jinx? But I ain't gonna stop watching them. So,
1: I mean, you can watch them win a championship, so I wouldn't say
0: they gotta figure that it out. Jinxing it. Yeah, but every year is a different thing, you know, maybe this year. Last time when I went over to the Bay, though, they won both of those games. So people are like, you need to stay and go to every game, you know? Yeah. I'm like, do I have that like Warriors Reddit luck? Cause every game he's been to ever, they've won. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I was I was thinking like, cause last year in the playoffs, uh, well, in the regular season, I would bet on the Warriors sometimes. And, you know, the results kind of varied. But once the playoffs came around, I was like, I'm not betting on them. I don't want to jinx it. All right, so they won a championship that way but it's kind of back to the same thing in a regular season where it's like whether i bet or not the results i'm not i don't influence the results i bet and they won and i bet and they lost <laughs> so i'm gonna just keep betting on them even though clay clay cooked me last night clay cooked my power my parlay i needed him to get 25 but it's all right though i'd rather him not be a chucker and go for and go for 25 inefficiently so Uh, I'd rather have the win, but
0: (laughs) so Justin, y'all, he has like a fresh cut, got his little man bun going on.
1: Got my man bun.
0: So he got all like spiffy for our recording. No, I don't think it was for me, but you know. (laughs) Since y'all can't like see us all the time, I like to report on like the comings and goings of what's happening. (laughs) all right but let's get back to basketball let's get back to basketball so clay didn't light up the box score last night but he played a good game he played within the flow of the offense he did good things right yeah um what did you like from from clay last night
1: um didn't force too many shots he only took 14 shots uh defensively he was sound you know he got put on an island a few times with guys and he you know i've felt extremely confident in his ability to stop those dudes. You know, at this point in his career, he just may be a big wing defender rather than, like, a quick guard or, like, even, yeah. like, one of those movement guys. Um, he did well on Scotty Barnes, on Siakam and stuff like that. So that just may be his role right now um, until, you know, maybe he can regain some of that quickness back to guard because he he guarded Jalen Brown well in the finals in those last few games. So maybe he he does have it still in the tank. Um, it just might have to be safe for the playoffs, but yeah, move the ball and he just did all, all the little things that he's supposed to do. He didn't force anything. And that's really all you can ask from Clay at this point. I'm just hope he understands that as long as he's doing that, then the team is in a much better place. He doesn't have to be the, you know, 60 points in a quarter, Clay, every oh. single night, just let the game come to him. And, you know, he's that good of a player that if he does that, he's going to have enough good performances to still, validate his claim as one of the best players in the league so yeah just good good sound performance from him
0: he was not respected in that ringer ranking i don't remember where they had him but they had him like i want to say like in the 60s maybe
1: yeah i think Um, those type of things bug him too that's why he's he has those games where he presses a lot because you know it started with the top 75 thing and just you know guys in the media not really respecting him a lot so i think it bugs him a lot but
0: Yeah, let's keep talking about, like, the individual players and kind of just talk about what's up with them over, like, the last two games and just, you know, the status of the team. So, Draymond came out and hit three threes last night, right? But the game before, like, I don't know. So, it's like, I thought, like, we were kind of getting back. Like, I know we're not going to ever have, like, Dre averaging 14 points a game. But I thought we started to kind of get back this season to a Dre who understand that he needs to do a little bit more on offense. And then like, then the last couple of games before last night, he sort of like did that. I'm not doing anything on offense, like scoring. I shouldn't say, I'm not saying that he's not going to like, you know, mm. play, make and do other things, but he wasn't like, when I'm saying on offense, I'm specifically talking about him scoring and trying to like, you know, um, get some shots, whatever it is. And so, what, what do you think that is? Because I know oftentimes you're like, man, they're tired, overworked from having to do shit. And I'd be like, whatever, Justin. So, like, do you think it's that? I'm not saying that's the reason, but do you think it has mm-hmm. something to do with fatigue? Like, what is it that you think, like, makes him, like, on these, some of these games where he's just like... And, like, these were games we needed to win. So we can't say that they didn't matter, right? right. Um, So, like, what is that? Because it's annoying when he does it.
1: I think it's matchups. To be honest, I think he is a limited offensive player. He knows it. And if you play against a team with a decent rim protector, he's probably not going to get, you know, those easy layups or some of the driving layups that he could get against other teams. Right. So like last night, um, I think he just got hot early with the threes. I think Pascal opened the game up with a three of his own. So he was like, all right, fuck you. I'm gonna hit my own three. And then they just kind of went back and forth for a little bit. But other than that, he got to the rim and Toronto has guys with long arms and length and they're athletic and stuff like that. But they're not like rim protectors. Right. So he was just getting to the rim and just, you know, putting the ball, trying to make the layup. And they were going in sometimes, whereas against Philly, they got beat, you know, down there um, uh, against Indiana. They got a lot of like bouncy type of rim protectors. You know, they got obviously Miles Turner and then you got guys like uh, Jalen Smith and. um they got another guy, I'm forgetting, but I think uh yeah, Isaiah Jackson or something like that. They got guys that, that can jump and block shots. So I think he just he's deterred easily by good rim protectors, which you know is probably the smart thing, but I can see how it can be a little bit annoying. Um, and then his other shot that he usually goes to is like that little floater in the paint. Again, if there's a good rim protector there, he's probably not gonna get it off. So I think it's just matchup dependent. That's why against teams like Memphis, he doesn't look that great. And then against the Celtics he didn't look that great in the playoffs as far as scoring because they got guys that can just block a shot at the rim. Um, Whereas when he was a lot younger, he could finish with dunks a lot more often and teams respected his three point a little bit more. So he had like more driving lanes and cutting lanes and stuff like that. So I think it's just going to be one of those things all season where if we run into a team that got a shot blocker, he's probably not going to score a lot. And if we run into a team like Utah that don't have any shot blockers, really other than like Walker Kessler come off the bench, he's going to run right past guys and get to the rim. So that's just, what I see with Draymond at this point.
0: Memphis annoys me. Like, I know, yeah. are they still number one? I know they took the number one spot and, like, uh, th- they, they, they were tired. dancing and being goofy. And I was just like, I hate this fucking team so much, yo.
1: <laughs> I think they might be tied with the Pelicans still. I think both of them and the Pelicans lost their last game. No, um, no, they're, they're nope. up. They're, they're up. up. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Pelicans have lost three in a row, quietly. Um, and the
0: Pelicans, yeah, they were up. I thought they were going to beat Phoenix again. I'm like, how y'all lose that game? I need to be able to clown the Suns all the fucking time. Book went yeah. off in that game.
1: Yeah, Book dropped almost a 60-piece. The Grizzlies just lost to OKC without Shay, though. So, uh, oh, the
0: Grizzlies. That's always yeah. going to be what I'm going to say about them. Um, <laughs> I cannot stand that team. But anyway, we don't have to talk about them now. We'll be talking about them for Christmas Day. Good- I want us to somehow beat them. I don't – I just want us to beat them. I know it's going to be hard, but, like, if we can get Andrew back that day Mm -hmm. and they really focus, I really think we have a chance to win that game.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they're not world beaters over there. Like, it's going to have to be J.P. and Clay scoring, you know, hitting from the outside because Jaron has been on a tear defensively. So, I'm not sure how many – Shots at the rim are gonna be really available. But if they use their speed against Steven Adams, um, don't get killed in the glass, then they definitely got a shot. Um, no, it's gonna have to be a big joku game.
0: Glass. That's a tall task, <laughs> but you know That's what? That's a tall task for sure. Let's let's hold off because we're gonna talk, we're gonna we're gonna give y'all an episode after the Christmas game but we're also going to like preview it and get into that a little bit so later this week so let's save Justin's wisdom and insight (laughs) then and keep y'all waiting and hanging on um (laughs) um so they said three more games at a minimum before we get Andrew back so that means Christmas day we're not going to see him for this road trip um which was my fear um I really want Andrew back. And then, like, I don't know if I love that his first game back would be Christmas. I don't know how he'll be feeling, you know, but I really want him back. So, I'm hoping we get him back for Christmas Day. What will having him back, like, if this team can remain healthy with everyone else without Steph, like, Mm -hmm. what kind of team are they realistically? Like, I'm not talking about, like, just at least staying at 500. But if this was the team without Steph and it was just these guys, like, are they like a playing team or are they worse than that?
1: I mean, probably worse. The The league is so good at this point um, that they will probably be a playing team, I mean, a, below a playing team. But I do think they can hold, just because the league, the, the season is so long, I think eventually they would just kind of like not have enough to be in a play-in. But for this stretch of games without Steph, they can definitely hover around 500, maybe be a little bit above it. Um, because they got this homestand coming up, and it's a lot of bad teams in this uh in this group coming up. But I think Andrew Woody brings is just
0: bad in quotations, because uh, I feel like no teams are bad.
1: <laughs> right, sorry. right, yeah. I mean, we just saw. I mean, Orlando is on like a, a winning streak at this point. Right. Uh, I think Charlotte just beat somebody they weren't supposed to beat the other night, and then uh, Detroit just was in a dog fight with the Nets last night. So even without Cade, so. Yeah, no, there are no easy wins, as we've seen early in the season. But Andrew coming back just provides some more scoring. If he can keep his hot shooting up, that would be amazing because that's just more just consistent, efficient scoring right there. And then obviously defensively and what he brings athletically, um, he prevents so many plays from happening because of his length and his athleticism. And then he can make so many plays on the other end as well. So he provides a, a huge punch. He, he's been playing like an all-star a all season. So gaining an all-star obviously just provides a ton of value for your team. Um, and like you said, that rule Memphis, that they
0: put in place is really whack. Like, did you see how they changed the voting for all-star and called it the Wiggins rule?
1: <laughs> no, that's crazy. What was it? What they was
0: got it? rid of Twitter voting because they were like, because they, they brought up the, the group that like basically encouraged us to tweet <laughs> for him, which <laughs> by the way, Andrew was getting a lot of votes before that like before they actually did that tweet he was Mm -hmm. leading Draymond that's ridiculous Dub Nation was just showing up for him and I also think like you know like I I don't know because I get like mixed opinions but like He's from Canada. Like maybe Canada was just voting for him. You know, like some people say he's not liked over there, but other people are like, nah, we fuck with like you know Andrew over here. I mean Drake mm. names him in songs, so you know. I just, you know, and then it doesn't. Isn't his shoe like a Chinese shoe brand? Like, doesn't he?
1: I want to say. I want to say. Uh, yeah, it might be.
0: So I'm just like people just might like him individually and was voting for him because honestly people keep saying like, oh, oh oh, yeah. K-pop, you know, got him there. But I'm like, actually he was like having high vote totals before they even did that tweet. And he was actually mm-hmm. always leading Dre last year in the votes. So.
1: And he was playing at an all-star level and guys were hurt. So I don't understand.
0: Right. It was outrageous. Like K-pop. And I'm like, y'all already have parameters in place to prevent against that that's why the media and the players vote and even with that like he would have still gotten it so i thought that was so like crazy like yeah. i don't think they but like unofficially it's like the wiggins rule like that's why they put it in place so they've like eliminated twitter voting and i'm just like listen that is just so disrespectful to me and i'm like why do y'all want to ostracize the team that brings you the most fucking revenue and money like that makes no sense to me yeah. The all star game is for the fans, and if the fans want to fucking see Andrew Wiggins, then let them see Andrew Wiggins.
1: <laughs> I don't even Who think he are played you fucking
0: People, because now look at that, he came back this year and was playing well, so you're acting like it was some anomaly, like he shouldn't have been there. And then exactly. he, he belonged there,
1: he belonged was... there. He he finished the season strong, he had one of the best playoff runs, um, you know, Second on the best team.
0: Player in the Celtics series in the finals,
1: exactly like outplayed really both tatum and brown if you (laughs) if you think about it and then came back this season and had an even better regular season so far so i think he's validated his all-star uh selection many
0: times over
1: yeah so that's that's just ridiculous it's not like how they almost got zaza in that one time like that okay i understand people being upset about that but like this is a guy who's actually playing at the level he's supposed to be playing at to be an all-star so that's right, just which is why weird. they
0: put measures in place because of the Zaza thing. So, you didn't right. need to add additional measures. I think we're going to go back to Twitter voting next year because this shit is stupid. Because you're going to also see like the vote totals go down overall in general, mm-hmm. like you know. And it's like it's kind of dope when you see like oh, bronze staff, eight million plus votes, you know. And like everyone was just like, oh, they're doing this, like you know, Nike stuff. And I'm like, Steph is not going to be impacted by this, Steph is going to still be the first or second top vote getter regardless. So, like, this mm-hmm. doesn't hurt a player like Steph. It's just really fucked up to me. Andrew, don't deserve yeah. that.
1: Yeah. There was some things going on last, last season with, like, bots and stuff, though, but I think all players were not... Mo- a lot of players were getting the benefit from bots, so I'm not going to... They make no were, game. and
0: I said something about that, and then, of course, you know, Twitter loves me, so they, they ratioed me, and they were just like, oh, oh, <laughs> she's, like, calling this rigged, and the- I'm just like, son like the way that he caught up and then surpassed, Steph was like come on bro like what are we doing
1: <laughs> yeah so from that regard I know he I is but like
0: Steph had a huge lead and yeah. in a matter of like he caught the lead and then surpassed him by like a lot it just was funny that's all
1: right we interesting stuff. There.
0: very interesting all right there's still one more player I want to ask you about. So let's real quick get to him and then and break. But did you see anything from... Actually, there's two more players. So let's, let's break there because I actually do want to ask you about two more guys. Um, and then we can, uh, I don't know, talk about some more stuff. So guys, we'll be back. It's Nat and Justin. We appreciate you for joining us. Stay tuned.
1: For all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Nat and Justin.
0: It's Golden Spaces. We're back. An Odyssey original podcast. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but hey, let's do it. It's Justin and Nat. How are you, Justin? We're back. Are you ready to conclude our show?
1: Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm doing good, too. (laughs) Vibes back
0: the vibes for real um so you know there's been a little conversation going because you know sometimes people still bring up GP2 and like now people are starting to say like Dante actually does more for this team than GP2 right so that's been like a little discussion and you know when we did when we talked about Dante coming to the team like as you know like I was not as distraught as everyone else to see gp2 go because like i was just like i mean yes he was really amazing and i wish they would have kept him but i felt like dante was an adequate replacement and also i just his his durability always concerned me gp2s and we're seeing that sort of play out this season so i was always i think a little bit more okay with it than others and i think there's just some people that still can't let go but i have started to see some people be like hmm GPT wasn't doing, GP2 wasn't doing that, you know, like with respect to some of the things Dante does, or, you know, some people saying like Dante actually adds more to this team than GP2. So look, they're different players and they, they add different things. I still feel comfortable with my assessment that he's an adequate enough replacement, but like, what are your thoughts on like, is, is defense actually doing more for this team? It, like, is he a better fit? Like, what do you think?
1: Um, I think they're different. I think, they're both, like you said, GP2 was an amazing player. So I think what he brought to the team was something that was lacking. And like the type of plays that he makes, no one else in the league really makes them. So it's kind of hard to compare him to somebody like Dante, right? So he would come in, make pick six, you know, type of plays, like just pick up a guy 94 feet. Just strip their dribble and then just go on the other end and just dunk it, right? And then he would just wouldn't miss any layups around the rim. So perfect cutter and stuff like that.
0: He'd be missing them layups. He's like Belly Part Two, like, but he does (laughs) he does enough other stuff on the court not to drive me crazy. But like Dante, I need you to work on your finishing. Like you don't finish anything, and it has cost us at some crucial moments in the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, in a way, he's kind of like the guard version of what Belly. Brought to them, but he's just like more of a point of attack defender, you know. Obviously, but you know, long range shooting, supplemental playmaking, stuff like that, being able to attack a closeout and then make the extra pass. So that's stuff that GP2 wasn't bringing because GP2 didn't get the type of defense on the perimeter that Dante is getting, and he obviously wasn't as much of a ball handler as Dante is. So they're just so different, it's hard for me to compare them one to one as far as like value. Um, obviously, Dante can do some of the point of attack stuff that GB2 does. But like I said, GB2 is extremely unique in his ability to guard guys um, and play defense the way he does. Dante, he's just, he's been knocking his role out of the park though. Right. So making guys uncomfortable on the dribble, forcing some turnovers, um, hitting shots when he's open again, I wish his finishing was better. And I think every team that he's played for has said the same thing. Like, especially after the ankle thing, like his injury, I think his, it took some of his athleticism away. Um, so he struggles a little so bit finishing.
0: Finishing more about your touch around the rim.
1: Yeah, I don't think he has like a, a tremendous amount of touch. <laughs> you know, so that's you know something that he just might not be amazing at. Right, if he was amazing at that thing, then we probably wouldn't be able to acquire him for the price. And I do think he'll end up outperforming his price uh, for the upcoming year. So he probably won't be on the Warriors next year. But he's been yeah doing everything that they need him to do. Um, so as far as comparing him straight to GP2, it's just hard for me to do because they are completely different players. But as far as the as far as the replacement and the value, he's done a great job so far. So hopefully he can just keep it up and stay healthy for the full season in the playoffs.
0: Okay. Did you see anything from James Wiseman in the Philly game that you liked or gave you a little hope? And I'm not really saying to be a contributor for this year, but just anything that you liked he was getting a hard time from the fan base and i, I feel like in this instance it's a little unfair because it's Joel and and like yeah. you just pick up fouls guarding Joel and mm-hmm. um him and um pool had that nice play the pick and roll and he got like the dunk and you yeah. know steph went crazy like steph you need to calm down because we don't need you re-injuring that shoulder right but you know like everyone was hype you know um So obviously that was a great play, but did you see anything from him that like we're like okay he's coming along or something?
1: Um, I mean he He didn't play. No, that's the answer. Yeah, I I wouldn't say I did. That one play he definitely got a really solid screen on there, and that's one of the little things that I think could take his game up a notch, right? If he can consistently set hard screens because he's such a big body, right? If you look at what Joel Embiid was doing, and obviously Joel Embiid is a superstar in this league, but he runs a screen with Harden and like Joku was getting smacked on those screens. Like it's hard to get around his body just from him being that size. And then he sets screens with intention and with power and strength. So it makes it even harder to get around them. And it just creates a ton of space with James Harden. It creates a ton of space for his role, right? When he either pops or rolls straight to the basket, you, you got a lot of space to work with. So it's just hard to defend that. Right. And you saw what James Wiseman set a monster screen, got a lot of contact on it. JP, Had a clear lane to the basket, so Joel has to step up, and then it's an easy dump down, and then you give him a runway, he's going to be able to elevate and and punch it through. So if he can consistently do things like that, he adds a ton of value offensively, and this is like the vertical spacing thing that a lot of people were kind of hinting at early in the season that he can provide, but it starts with the screen. It starts with creating space for the ball handler so the other defenders can react to it. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough to guard be so <laughs> not really going to fault him for picking up the fouls and stuff like that. be such a tough cover, but yeah, he just got to focus on the little things. And I think you know the time in the G League has definitely helped him out, but he might need a little bit more time down there.
0: Do so you think we're going to see more of him during this time when Steph is out?
1: Probably. Uh, I think ba- de- depending on the matchup, but I mean JMG's been playing a lot better recently. Um, I think last game was his best game of the season. He hit a few threes against Philly in the second half. So I think he might've found his shot a little bit. Hopefully that can be more consistent. So if he's playing better, then he'll eat some more minutes and it might be tough for James Wiseman to get back into the rotation. But if he kind of goes, if JMG goes back to like how he's playing before not really playing well, then it might be an opportunity for James again.
0: Okay. So... These are all good things, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, These
0: guys playing better is a right. good thing. So like when Steph comes back, like we're hoping it's like the tailbone that he comes back and like this is probably going to be the part of the season where they got to like run off those like we said like 15 out of 20 wins or whatever they're going mm-hmm. to need to. Cuz I mean, at this point the goal has to be just to finish within that top 6, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the goal still should be top top Four? 3. I think it should be top 3 to be honest. Um I mean depending on I mean you're probably going to see either uh Memphis or New Orleans even though actually the Nuggets are tied with uh New Orleans so I th- <laughs> I I kind of don't want to play with the basketball gods here and try to play for wherever Denver is but um yeah that's you you want to see Denver in the first round over those other two teams I think in my opinion uh, cuz Denver's defense is just an atrocity so yeah I think you should definitely strive for top three but if you if you're going to fall out of the top three um you you just hope Denver's at one if you're at four in my opinion
0: okay
1: yeah I mean if they hover around if they hover around 500 while Steph is out that'll be at about the midpoint of the season um and they'll have about 40-ish games left and if they run off you know like like you said if the guys kind of Find their game while he's out, and then they continue when he comes back, and they, he could just add on to that. Um, maybe they pick up another player in the meantime that can just throw up their front court. Then I can't see why they can't win 28 out of the the final 40, you know what I mean? And jump up the standings. So we'll, we'll see.
0: Denver has five less wins than us at the three spot, five less losses. Losses, yeah. I just feel like, I don't know. Four less losses feels not as far to me as five less losses. I know there's only one difference, but it feels five just feels so much greater than four. Um, but let's are you talking about
1: as far as like, oh, outperforming them for the rest of the season? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be tough. But like I said, I mean, none of these teams have created a ton of separation. That's why I'm thinking if the Warriors have one huge run in them, then they can cover a lot of ground because I think a lot of these teams are just gonna win at the same pace that they've been winning whereas with the Warriors you can clearly see why you know like this isn't the ceiling of the Warriors is much higher than these other teams I think these teams are just going to continue to win at the same pace that they've been winning at but the Warriors have a big run in them kind of similar to the Celtics last year and they can just like shoot up the standings where everybody just hovers to where they already are Um, so we'll see
0: okay well I'm sort of excited again I hope they don't like, you know, I, I, I'm managing my expectations, right? Like I'm not expecting this team to like go on a win streak if they do. Hey, even better. But Mm -hmm. um, I really don't want it to be like last year where they, when Steph first went down and they just lost and lost and lost. And then finally at the end, they sort of gathered themselves and, and, and got a few wins much needed for them to hold on to the three spot. Right. So I'm hoping it's not like that. I'm hoping they just can kind of steadily stay around 500. Um and as long as I see them in games, right? Like they were in the Philly game. Right. Right, right. and we know that that's a better team. They have two stars, so or they have a superstar and or whatever and a guy who used to be a superstar, but <laughs> I, who can still who can still make plays, right? And so
1: Yeah. I still say he's a, he's a star still. He just ain't MVP level. Yeah.
0: Okay. okay. So, um So, yeah, so, but, like, you're right. I mean, I'm just taking, like, a, I know we kind of said we're out of the prediction game, but, like, let's just take a little quick look at the schedule, right? So, I'm looking, and we're saying, let's split one of the next two at a minimum, and, like, New York, look, just split one of the two. If you get one, whichever one we're happy with, but New York probably is the one to, like, really go for. That seems Mm -hmm. more realistic, right? The next, So, they come back home on Christmas Day. It should be competitive with Memphis. Mm Mm-hmm. They need to mm-hmm. fucking beat Charlotte because they didn't beat Charlotte last year, and we know because like they should have won in Charlotte last last year, whatever year it was before Draymond. No, that was season what, what the season we had Kelly Oubre when Draymond decided to throw that game right. So like we know they can <laughs> fucking compete. That's not what happened.
1: Yeah, that's that's what happened. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's definitely what happened.
0: I like am I being too hard the, right now? Okay, that
1: season was nah. Yeah, that, that game
0: crazy. made me so fucking angry. Anyway. Um, So they need to beat Charlotte. But they have Charlotte and Utah on a back-to-back, but they need to fucking make up for that loss in Utah. So they got to win two of those games. They got to dig deep and find a way to beat both of those teams. Right? Mm -hmm. So, like, to me, even though those games are back-to-backs, I want to see them beat Charlotte and Utah. I would like for them to beat Memphis, but, you know, they may not. And then, like, Portland, you know, Dame, you know, so –
1: Whoever what plays in Portland because they 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 be having guys in and out of lineup like all the time. I feel they like they
0: do those are winnable games, but like in those four games at home, I'm like, at a minimum, you better go two and two at a minimum, right? So then they got Atlanta who has not been playing well, yeah. They got Detroit, they got Orlando who have you know, so and like before you see Phoenix, so like you said, I mean some winnable games in here, even without Steph. So that is yeah. starting with the homestand. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's eight games during that homestand based mm-hmm. on the teams. I told you they have Memphis, Charlotte, Utah, Portland, Atlanta, Detroit, Orlando, Phoenix, it's eight games. I would like them to go five and three. Is that possible?
1: I was thinking the same thing, to be honest. Um, It's definitely possible. We'll see if they can bring the same effort. They brought it in Toronto um, against these teams. But like you said, keep it competitive with Memphis, keep it competitive with Phoenix, um, keep it competitive with Portland and Utah. I think, you know, those two games, you can see it going either way, but Charlotte, Atlanta, Detroit, Orlando got to be wins, even though Orlando has been playing much better. Those got to be wins, and then you any just team try you already to... lost
0: to, you got to win this time. That's how I feel. So you ready? You don't want to like lose the whole. Even if you're not going to see them in the playoffs, you don't want to lose the full regular se- right. season series. So exactly got to be so Orlando.
1: Got to beat Orlando, Detroit, and Charlotte because they all beat you in their place. So you got to beat them at your place. Um, yeah, Phoenix has already beat them twice, so it would be nice to get them. And yeah, they can go. I think they can go five and three here for sure it would be amazing if they can go like obviously better than that but five and three would put them a game above 500 i'm pretty sure well and then you're
0: oh and if they split the 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 two games before that
1: right 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 if they split yeah the Knicks and the nets game if they split those um they'll be over 500 by the end of that and then it'll be in territory staff return territory hopefully and uh yeah then you then you rolling from there
0: so I know I think some people were expecting some sparks between me and you on the show um, this episode because we had a little back and forth on the TL about Steph, oh his injury and like, what was the cause for it? And um, that's not what me and Justin do, you know, even right. when we disagree. That's just not us. So I'm sorry if we disappointed, but I think we're pretty interesting <laughs> about that. So
1: right, right.
0: um. Justin respects me and he don't be saying crazy stuff to me so we respectfully disagree not like some of you other people on the TL so
1: right I mean if you tweet me and with something like disrespectful towards now obviously I'm not going to respond to you like I'm not going (laughs) to feed that you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) trying to like indirectly like Talk oh, is that shit, what right? they I'm do? Because I don't even look sometimes. at the
0: comments. <laughs> yeah,
1: sometimes people do that, and it's like, bro, I'm not going to respond to you. Like, so
0: well, I just appreciate say it. you, Justin. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, no problem.
0: Yeah, you're not gonna get that from us. Like, it's okay to disagree with people, you know? So um, so yeah, but this has been fun. Looking forward to the games this week. Um, we're gonna be recording, I think, after the Brooklyn game. So You guys won't have anything from us till after the Brooklyn game. And then we're going to do another episode later in the week to preview Christmas Day. So um, and talk about some other stuff happenings around the league. So thanks for tuning in, guys. As always, you know, follow, subscribe, download, share, tell a friend and leave positive reviews. Keep your other stuff to yourself. Okay. You can DM (laughs) us about that. All right. Right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Until next episode, take care. (laughs) Bye.